From the PSIA ASI Satellite Studios in Hood River, Oregon, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair and great friend joining us tonight. Uh, I mean, I haven't heard your voice in a really long time, so I guess you can't be that great of a friend, Gordon Garlock. But thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't know you were still in the uh, in the local area so you know you have to excuse me then because like i said you're one of my favorite guys so <laughs> well it was just wonderful the time we had working together at timberline and uh i just read an article about you that here i spent a couple of years in your presence and never knew this about you but you just did a you're, you're 41 years into a streak i i know you were in track but i can't imagine running naked that long <laughs> I think it's not that streak that you're, you're taking up. Oh, oh, it's the, the you've skied every month for 41 years. Exactly. <laughs> and, and all of it's been clothed. And that is unbelievable to me. I can't imagine the, the work that went into that. You've skied literally at least a day a month for over 41 years. Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm three months into my 42nd year. So... And at what point, I mean, first of all, when did that get in your, your mind that you would like to do this? And then at what point did it become, wow, I'm really into this thing. I want to keep it going. And, and I'm kind of almost identifying with this. Well, my, my career was, uh, I was a high school counselor and coach. I coached track and, and, and cross country and skiing. And uh, in the summertime, uh, yeah, as, as an educator, I would always get summer jobs. Well, Mount Hood is is perfect for that skier because uh, I started working either ski camps or I would work for skier services, which is the guys up on the up on Palmer that, you know, that that sell salt to the different camps and, and, and those types of things. So so I was really about 10 years into my streak before I knew, you know, when I when I look back on it, I went, oh, my gosh, I, I skied at least one day in every calendar month for for 10 years, you know, that's that. Well, let's see if I can keep it going. And it, it, it just kind of took off. It took off from there. And even on at Timberline, though, that well, back in the 80s, I mean, you look at images and Palmer Snowfield is huge. And I was just up there two days ago and Palmer Snowfield almost doesn't exist. How were you able to keep that going through the changing of, you know, the, the environment up there? Yes. You know, climate change has really, really made a difference. Uh, it used to be really easy. Uh, always stay open through Labor Day. So I would always get my September day, uh, either the first, second, third, or fourth of, of September, or sometimes when I was still working skier services, I would get all those days. But, uh, but, uh, uh, and then uh, we would always, almost always open up again on, uh, in October. Uh, October would, we would open up Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays uh, because we would start getting new snow up there and, and uh, uh, different race teams were, would be firing up. And so they would get us up there, you know, that, um, and uh, there were times when, when even if they weren't running the lift, there would be some teams up there training. So I could get up there and, they'd pull us up on a rope and we'd ski down. So 
So for a long time, I didn't have to do what so many people that have streaks do, which is hike all the time. Uh, that's been more or less the last maybe 14 years that September has always been a struggle and October has been a struggle uh, where I have to hike to get to some skiable snow or in the case of uh, in the case of about 10 years ago when when we had no snow skiable snow in September at all uh, my wife had always wanted to go to Scotland and and my wife had always wanted to go to Scotland. And so, so I, I, yeah, I saw that there was an indoor ski area in Glasgow. So I said, Oh, well, let's go to Scotland. And I got September in Scotland. So now, and now a uh, thing we're kind of doing throughout uh, this month is, is talking about community. And this is something that uh, on the face, it seems very solo. I mean, you're out there doing this on your own, but you've really had people come all. together to help you make this happen. Oh, un- unbelievably. Uh, I have had opportunities where, where, um, uh, for example, there was a year that uh, I, I didn't get uh those couple of days before Labor Day, and uh, uh, my uh, when I got back from the vacation I was on, uh, the guys at Timberline just took me up in a cat, and they 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 literally <laughs> set a groom track all the way up, and uh, and with the current ski school director Steve Muse and myself, we just skied down. It was awesome, <laughs> you know. So got September that way, and and. Uh, I've been through some tough times to, to keep it going. I, I, I had uh, a shoulder replaced about 14 years ago, and, and uh, the doctor told me I wouldn't be able to ski for like six or seven months. So I planned the surgery the third day of uh, January, and uh, um, by the end of February, I had uh, a guy make a special brace for my shoulder yeah, that my shoulder to my body, and I I was working like four days or five days a week at Timberline at that time, and so I uh, started skiing. I uh, just really had to fall down, and uh, uh, everything just took off again from there. So that's that's one incident where the uh, streak almost came to an end, and then the. The real incident was uh, about five years ago, I had a, a very serious bout with cancer. And uh, uh, it had, I, I had gotten to the end of, uh, had gotten to the end of August, and I just had, uh, uh, during my treatment, I was I would have to go in for chemotherapy for like six days in the hospital. And then I'd be out for three weeks, and then I'd, I'd get six more days in chemotherapy in the hospital. And uh, so the last day of August, uh, I went up. I'd just been out of chemotherapy for about a week. And uh, uh, a number of my buddies up at Timberline, you know, rode up the chair with me. And they carried my gear, and, and a couple of them helped me across the, the street field. Uh, and I made three runs on uh, uh, Palmer, came back down, and then the very next day, uh, I did the same thing again, and it felt like I'd run a marathon each of those days. And then in October, uh, I'd gotten really worse, 
and uh, it snowed. It snowed about eight inches in the parking lot at Timberline, and my wife drove me up, and I took my cross-country skis, skied 100 yards out, 100 yards back, and uh, it's one of the hardest 200 yards I've ever ever done in my life. <laughs> and after the after that, I had surgery, and they removed a, a huge tumor out of my hip, and uh, I got uh, radiation treatments. And uh, by the end of November, I, I I skied a little bit, and then by December, I was cleared to ski about two hours. Uh, in any even day, uh, and I could teach for two hours or I could ski for two hours, but that was all I was cleared to do for the rest of the winter. And then by summer, I was back at it. So, you know, I've been really blessed. You know, this this whole streak has been um, uh, a blessing, and I've had so many people help me with it. Uh, uh, another example was uh, uh, two years ago. There was literally no snow again, and uh, a buddy of mine, Dennis Belaz, uh, who is currently the ski uh, training director at Timberline, he and I got to drive up. Timberline let us drive up to the staging area, and there was an old, dirty patch of snow there. And Dennis shoveled off a 100-yard patch because there was so much dirt on it that the skis wouldn't slide. So he shoveled off a patch, and I was able to make turns on that thing for about an hour. You know, hiking up, skiing back down, hiking up. So this has been kind of a, and like I said, I've had so many people that have helped me along the way that uh, uh, the streak isn't just, you know, totally about me. It uh, it couldn't have happened without the help of those people and couldn't have happened without the help of God. You know, I mean, basically, uh, uh, you know, the big guy can end it anytime he wants. (laughs) <laughs> so far he hasn't. So far he hasn't. So that, that that's good for me. So have there ever yeah. been times where this has felt almost like a chore? Well, it has been, yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, it uh, has detracted from, you know, some family things at times and, and those types of things. But but uh, I, I'm a, I, this year there was no snow for September, so... Uh, my wife uh, has always wanted to go to New York, so we're flying back to New Jersey, and I'm skiing, skiing in that indoor ski area the last day of uh, October or September and the first day of October, and uh, uh, and she's getting a trip out of the deal. So, but I'm not going to do that every year. This uh, next year, at the after 42 years, if if there's no skiable snow to hike to in September on Mount Hood, this this this. The streak is coming to <laughs> Now, Gordon, you are so much more than about the streak. I think the streak is really cool and, and a, just a really interesting story. But, I mean, you are genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever met. And it was a real privilege to work with you. And I'm not just buttering you up. I mean, you are really a phenomenal person. And uh, with our theme of community, I mean, you are all about that. And you're one of those few people who you really have the ability to make someone feel like you're their best friend and you haven't even met them that long, but it, it your genuine care really shows through. Uh, how has that been a part of you for so long? Well, uh, people have always been really, really important to me and, and uh, helping people. 
has always been important to me. I, you know, my career is centered around that as a, a public school educator and coach, and and then working for ski schools all these years. Uh, um, I just have always felt like uh, I wanted to share my passion for the sport with as many people as I could and that included not only students but it included as the training director so many great opportunities to work with really really fired up young people that really wanted to make a career of this uh, you know I think I think one of the greatest uh, uh, things for a teacher is to see one of their students that they mentored go on and achieve so much more than they did in the sport. And I've had the privilege of having that happen a few times. And, and, and for me, that's, that, that's what it's always, always been about. And then I just like, I don't, you know, I like people like you. <laughs> you know, I, I like for whatever reason. <laughs> you know, so. Um, and, you know, another thing I wanted to bring up, too, is that you're very identified with skiing. But, I mean, you were really a talented runner. Um, you may had some real accomplishments back then. So having you as a as a coach and uh, working with runners as well, it's it, you really have a, a lot of sports talent in your background. Well, well that was that was my passion early on. I, I ran competitively in high school uh distance running in high school and, and in college and then for a track club after college for a few years and as far as talent is concerned I, you know on a small scale on a, on a small college level I was fairly competitive uh, I like to say that you know I ran during the Steve Prefontaine era and uh, I, I got the privilege of being in a few races that he was in and when people ask me about that experience, I just said, well, yeah, I got an opportunity to see his back for quite a while, <laughs> you know, so, you know, so uh, I was, uh, and, and it just transitioned into uh, uh, coaching, uh, you know, and that, that uh, was a way to actually stay in the sport, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was a passion also, the track and field, and, and uh, it sort of ran its course, but the amazing thing to me is that skiing has never run its course, and I think the reason it's not run its course is the, the, the unique thing about our sport, George, is that, that uh, we can technically, as we age, get better uh, uh, until you get so busted up that maybe you can't physically do it. But I felt almost all those years, except the cancer year and maybe the year with my shoulder, that at the end of the year, I was technically better as a skier than I'd been when I started the year. So, you know, th there's very few sports you can say that about. Uh, I'll use my distance running as an example. You know, I could be, I could be the one my age group and uh, not come anywhere near the times I ran when I was 25. So, you know, really, what the hell's the point? <laughs> not really. Hey, you know, I'm thinking back to what you said earlier. If you were able to see Pre's back for any amount of time, that's still pretty darn fast. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's all relative. Now they run so fast that uh, uh, now they run so fast that you know it's a, it's it's really quite amazing. But uh, but anyway, that was 
that was an opportunity to be fairly competitive. And then uh, that competitiveness sort of carried over into, you know, trying to, once I got totally focused on skiing, trying to, you know, uh, beat that examination process then. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, know, you got to be fairly competitive to take those exams, flunk them, and then want to come back to next year and have them beat you to death again. You know, so uh, until you finally get it, until you finally get what you want, as far as certification levels are concerned. So, and you really put you know. a lot of work in. I when I first met you, you were a level two, uh, and then when I was up there again, you had become a DCL divisional clinic leader, and uh, I was really proud of all the things you had. Official. Oh, that's right. Official. There was a, a guy that that got to go up and and present at the fall seminar uh, one year and and got totally blown out of the water because nobody was interested in what it was presenting, you know, so, uh, and because it, it was back in the time where I was really focused on, on uh, basically the art of teaching and how it, how it uh, really affected uh, the ski thing. And ironically, you know, the division and the national, they've really come around in the last few years to really embrace, you know, uh, to really embrace, you know, the teaching part as much as the skiing part and, and the relationship part as much as the, as the skiing part. And that's been a real uh, exciting thing for me to watch because, because 30 years ago, that's what I was really shouting in the wilderness. And they weren't, that really wasn't that big a deal at that particular time. So, so when I did get to present that time in the fall seminar, that's what I was presenting on. How, how do you, how do you teach your teachers how to be better, better teachers? And, uh, and uh, it, it, they, they weren't ready for it, I guess. But, but now they are. You know, so, you know. Well, Gordon, it has been wonderful connecting with you again. And I'm just curious, kind of in conclusion, what are your plans for the upcoming winter? Well, uh, my plans uh, are, are going to depend on, on my health. I'm dealing with a few health issues right now. Nothing really serious. But, uh, but I, I want to get them straightened out. And I... As far as the teaching is concerned, I'm at a point where I've, I've really cut back. Um, I found uh, I found last winter that I got into a point where I, I, you know, it was just a struggle to teach kids. It was a struggle to teach beginning adults. Uh, I, I pretty much just wanted to to be, uh, you know, being training instructors or teaching skiing adults. You know, that that could ski out of the the area. And I realized that that's really not the job. The job is teaching kids. The job is teaching uh, beginning adults. The job is doing whatever is out there for you. And so I got to a point where I was starting to refuse things. And uh, by the end of the season, I, I went into my ski school director and said, you know, if I was in your position, I would have canned me about three months ago. You know? So so I'm hoping that this winter I can do some teaching, but but um, um, I, I don't know how much. And so but I'm 74, almost 75. I'm, I'm, I'm also looking forward to spending more days a week just skiing for myself. 
Gordon, it's been wonderful reconnecting with you. Uh, and what were you just about to say? Well, the other the other thing is is in the beginning, my first love was was Nordic skiing. I'm a, a level two Nordic, and uh, and so a lot of times when I ski for myself, uh, I just um, I I go cross country skiing. So so that is something that I'd like to you know when my as long as my body will let me do it, uh, do more of. So that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to this winter too. Gordon Garlock, thanks so much for joining us on First Chair. Wonderful to chat with you. Well, thank you, George. Really good to catch up with you. From the PSIA AASI Satellite Studios in Hood River, Oregon, I'm George Thomas.